Welcome to day 182 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I wanted to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in 2 Kings chapter 1 through 4, with a focus on 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. Then Elijah took his cloak and rolled it up, and struck the water, and the water was parted to the one side and to the other, till the two of them could go over on dry land. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elijah said, Please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. And he said, You have asked a hard thing. Yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. And as they still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elijah saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. And he took up the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. And then he took the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water, saying, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, the water was parted to the one side and to the other. And Elijah went over. The readings today were very interesting. What we see is Elijah during the end of Elijah's tenure as prophet. Uh, Elijah keeps saying, you know, God's called me to go a little bit further. And Elijah's saying, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. I'll keep going. I'll follow you right to the very end. Uh, Three separate times this happens. And so after this miracle of crossing the Jordan River, which is like a miniature Red Sea, uh, experience. Elijah says, you know, what, what can I give to you? What would you ask me to do? And Elisha's answer is very powerful. It's essentially, I want the power of God that rests upon you and God's favor to rest upon me in even greater fashion. And Elijah's answer, I think, is probably the best answer that could be given. He essentially leaves it in God's hands. It goes, if God takes me away from you while you're with me, it'll happen. But if not, it won't. In other words, he's, he's giving room for God to have the final say in authority in this as to what capacity Elisha will operate in. Now, Elijah's request is granted by the Lord. And he sees Elijah taken up. But what's interesting about this passage is he rips his own clothes and puts on the cloak of Elijah. He essentially, in every capacity, says, I want to live in the teachings of my mentor and I want to operate in that capacity, but even greater so. And then immediately turns around and performs the exact same miracle that his mentor had performed earlier. And this is, this is an interesting read because reading this passage, uh, chapters 1 through 4 today, you'll see a couple of similarities. You'll see Elijah at the beginning essentially call down fire from heaven to defend himself from those who would seek to do him harm on the king's behalf. You see him part the water. Uh, and then we see Elijah right away do, do three fairly subsequent miracles of of similar capacity. We see him split the Jordan. 
Uh, we see him heal land by, and water by throwing salt in water. And apparently the water was healed, the, the city's water supply was healed so that it no longer caused a death or miscarriage. And then we see him in like fashion uh, call upon the Lord to defend him from those who would seek to attack him. And these three miracles back to back of Elisha are a narrative way of showing us that his prayer was answered. And not only did he receive the same power that Elijah had, but that he was operating in the same favor that Elijah had. And we see this because the miracles that we see Elijah do just before he's taken up are almost in rapid succession then performed by Elisha. And, and that sometimes helps with some of these more difficult passages when we go, oh, fire from heaven, oh, angry bears. And, and what we need to look at here is that God is showing that his favor and his power is resting on Elijah in the same way. In fact, in greater capacity. Uh, and in fact, if you keep reading uh, past just the verses that I've read out, you'll see that he also does a miracle involving oil with a widow. Um, almost as if the author wants us to know Elisha did indeed carry over the spirit of his mentor. And that says something to mentorship today. You know, we, we talk a lot often about wanting to be like God and wanting to be like Christ. But most people don't know what Christ is like. We read about him in scripture, but when most people come to know Christ or want to be discipled by him, uh, this is where our faithfulness comes into play. This is where God calls us to a higher standard because most people will only see the Christ that we let them see. In the sense of, when I'm trying to talk to someone about Jesus, I have to be following Christ's teaching. Because the Jesus they come to know is going to be the one that I show them through my actions and through my love. Right? Elisha operated in the same power and capacity that he saw his mentor performing in. Right? Until he grew to such a place that, you know, he started doing even crazier miracles. But the fact of the matter is, is in our own life and walk with Christ, as we're mentoring people, we have to remember that they will only grow in the capacity that we show them Christ until they get to a place where they can start to feed themselves and grow. And this, this is in regards to children as they're growing up in the faith. This is re in regards to new Christians as they're growing in the faith. We, as believers, have a responsibility a heavy responsibility of making sure that what we are portraying is what God would have us be without all the extra bells and whistles. And so in order for us to show the truest Christ that we can, we need to be drawn close to him through his prayer and through his words so that our actions and our words are Christ-like and not Mike-like or Joe-like or Susie-like. We need to show them Christ. And then when they get it, man, we should pray that the people who we bring to Christ or who we disciple, their faith grows even stronger than ours. And they see even cooler things than we do. That, that's the hope of any parent, is that, uh, any good parent, that their child will succeed them will we'll do even greater things. And as Christians, we should hope that we're laying the foundation 
for those who go after us to do even more amazing things. That's, that's how we should be striving. That's how we should be as mentors, but also uh, on the opposite side, as mentorees, we should be asking questions. Elisha went the extra mile. He wasn't going to abandon his mentor in the final moments. He, he essentially went, I'm walking with you. I'm going wherever you're going until I have seen all that the Lord would have me see. So let's not lose that hunger for God. Let's not lose that ability to be taught. And let's not, let's not forget the seriousness of mentorship and the responsibility it carries. It's a wonderful thing. But we have to take it seriously. And that's really the challenge from the readings I pulled out today. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in the spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.